Hello, everybody. Welcome to our first episode of No Politics, Just Sports, where we're going to talk strictly basketball, baseball, and football with no politics so you guys don't get annoyed. We're not going to be like Stephen A. and just scream. We're going to talk strictly sports and statistics. My name is Diamond Snedeker with my co-host here, Andrew Brown. And today we're going to start with the NBA playoffs. As you NBA fans out there, both the 1 and 2 seed in the East are both down 2-0. Down 2-0 to the Miami Heat and the Toronto Raptors are down 2-0 to the Boston Celtics. Personally, what do you think? What do you think is going on in the Bucks locker room and the Raptors locker room being down 2-0, especially with the Raptors being NBA champions from last year? Well, you know, personally, I'm thinking, I'm starting to think that, you know, Giannis is really down because Richard Jefferson told him that he's Pippen. No, I'm just joking, but he's just, I don't know. I think he just has to play less by himself and then just become more of a team player. I mean, I, they've got the team; they were the best team out there. I don't know too much about NBA, but I think that he can he can be the guy, but he just can't do too much. Yeah, I agree with you personally. I mean, he's the MVP. He was averaging 30 and 10 before the bubble started, and he's still shown that he is the MVP. But with what, with, with what Richard Jefferson said is he's the Pippen and can't win, I don't believe that. He's going to be the best player on his team wherever he goes. With people thinking he's going to Miami, with people thinking he's going to – Whatever people think he's going to go in free agency, he will never be the second option. He will all be the first option, no matter who he plays with. But yeah, I mean, I think they can come back on the buck on the Heat. Excuse me. I think they can come back on the Heat. And personally, with the Celtics Raptors matchup, the Celtics have a lot of young core, and defensively they are very skilled. But so are the Raptors. I mean, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet, Kyle Lowry—they work great together. But that Celtics young core isn't going anywhere without no. a fight. And just to talk a little bit about Giannis. It uh, looks like he's leading the league in two-point f- field goal percentage, and he's got a lot of attempts out of him, though, but he's leading the league in that. Free throw attempts. Uh, what else here? Uh, rebounds per game. Total rebound percentage. So yeah. he's getting rebounds. He's playing good basketball. I oh, think yeah. They just got to put it all together. It always helps when he gets to the line about 15, 20 times exactly. a game. It's most certainly not over. Yeah, exactly. But let's talk about the men in green. Coming out hot, huh? Yeah, I, I love to see a young Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown come together as a young core. And you can all, what I love about the Celtics is that there's so many guys that can come out and contribute. If Tatum has an off night, Jalen or uh, Kemba, excuse me, can come out. But um, like la- the other night, Kemba had a terrible game. I think he wanted to score. He only scored like 10, 12 points. But you see Jason Tatum, even a young Robert Williams at the five position, coming out big, rebounding, scoring the ball. I. He, it's great, and I th- I don't think that series is close to over, though, because I think Nick Nurse, he did win Coach of the Year. I think he's got something in store for the Celtics that Brad Stevens, even though he's a great coach, they might not be ready for yet. No, none of these series are over, honestly. I mean, look at the Celtics. They're, they're really looking at when you put all the stats together, they're probably the best team in the playoffs uh, playing. They're playing like the best team in the playoffs. And right behind them is a, is a Miami Heat team. That's kind of surprising some people. They're, they're shocking the world. Oh, my goodness. They're shocking the world. Yeah, they haven't lost at all. So they're, they're really they're coming in hot. All right, let's go over to the West. LeBron, do you think he's got what it takes to win his fourth final? Oh, I mean, I, I've of course, this is no politics, just sports. So it's tough to talk about a little bit about LeBron. It's kind of hard to bring him up in a conversation like this. But LeBron certainly has a team. I mean, you can't you can't knock out the Los Angeles Lakers. They're freaking good. They're gonna get. They're gonna win games. They've got. They've got Davis. They've got everybody they need to to win. Now it's just to see whether how they can. They'll get lucky. Really, like I don't know how they're gonna have to get through the Clippers, right? So I mean. 
if the Clippers at some make point, a pass, at some point. the Clippers make a pass to Nuggets, yeah. yeah so. I mean, personally, I think they can beat that Rockets team with ease, considering they play very, very small ball, and the Lakers are a very great rebounding team with JaVale McGee and Anthony Davis down low, both six ten and seven one, with the Rockets center being PJ Tucker, who's only six yeah. six. I think LeBron is tired of people doubting him, and I think he's probably going to go off in that series. I could see them winning that series in five or six. But then let's shift down to the other series, the so Clippers playing the Nuggets. Jamal, Bur- Jamal Murray's been on a tear. Oh I mean, him and, yes. him and Jokic have been on a tear. But you can't count out Kawhi Leonard and Paul George as a duo. They're both very defensively skilled, along with some great role players and great coaching by Doc Rivers. I think, I think the West is up for anybody's grab except for the Rockets because, personally, I don't think they have what it takes. But besides that, I think it's up for anybody. So I've got a question for you. Do you think Harden had a chance to win the MVP before the playoffs? I mean, looking at these stats here, it looks like he leads the league in field goal attempts, three-point field goal attempts, but he's also missed the most out of anybody. I don't really know if this has hurt him. If, it's, if it does hurt him at all, I don't really know, but... I mean, I always thought that Harden had a chance, but it doesn't seem to be this way. He's leading the league in assists, um, and he's just he's put a get together another solid season with a ton of points. But uh, and who knows what what how's it gonna go with uh, Russell Westbrook over there too? Yeah, I love to see two old teammates get back together. But personally, I don't think he was in MVP. T- I know he's a finalist, but I personally think it was between Giannis and LeBron. LeBron's thirty. I want to say is he thirty five or six? doing this yeah he's 35 or 6 almost averaging a triple double I mean for him at that age to be shown out against these young guys that are you know faster maybe not stronger but they've got better stamina and training and whatnot I mean I think it was between him and Giannis and but I mean you can't can't turn down a 30 and 10 season from Giannis I mean that's just gonna outdo LeBron and I think he'll end up winning he'll be uh I want he's the third player besides uh Hakeem Olajuwon and Michael Jordan to win MVP and defensive player of the year so I think Giannis will win it personally, but I don't. LeBron, I got to give it to LeBron. He's always, but he's been consistent for sixteen, seventeen years now. I yeah. I well, give not to bring to not to bring stats into this all too much, but uh, LeBron, he is only leading the the playoffs in assists per game right now. I don't really see him outdoing many of his opponents at the moment. I mean, he does have a team, which is. He's obviously getting assists, getting the ball to other teammates, which is good. You like to see that. But uh, he's, not, he's not running the playoffs by any means. But that doesn't mean he, he's old, and he, he, but he still plays. He's the king, yeah. you know? Sometimes you just expect more than you're going to get out of a guy that's 36 or whatever playing basketball. But we'll see how he, he does. I, I'll be surprised and excited to see what he does. All right, next I want to go to the young guys showing their game. I want to talk about especially Jamal Murray. Unfortunately, Stein. Donovan Mitchell was – booted from the playoffs after blowing a 3-1 lead. Sorry to hear that for him. I want to talk about those two. Definitely Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown together as a young core. And even guys um, like Fred Van Fleet and Pascal Siakam, who are still young and I feel like don't get enough attention. What is your opinion on Fred Van Fleet and uh, Pascal Siakam? So from what I – I watched a lot of basketball last year, playoff basketball. I noticed that uh, Kawhi was obviously the leader, right? And obviously Fred Van Fleet had a great uh, – a great Great finals. He did very well. And a lot of people, once Kawhi left, they were thinking, well, you know, maybe this isn't, like, maybe it's not going to go as well. But um, obviously he's doing very, very well, helping lead this team to another playoff run here. And obviously they're running into a little bit of a roadblock with a young Celtics team. But they, um, I think he, he's, 
he's just a, up there with everybody else and come in as a he was undrafted free agent, correct? Yeah, yeah. That's that's, the, that's what the Cinderella I love story. The that's Cinderella what I love story. to hear about out of him. So what's what's your take about him? I love Fred Van Fleet. I think he comes out every night and fights, and I love that he doesn't let the bigger the bigger name guys like Tatum Brown, all them. He doesn't let them get in his head. He comes out every night, puts his head down, and just does what he's supposed to do, along with playing with guys like Kyle Lowry, who are dominant, like, scorers, uh, Pascal Siakam, who's a pure post scorer, and other guys who can also share the ball and spread the ball and score. I think he comes out and does his part every night, which is exactly what the Raptors need if they're going to come back in this series. I think him and Siakam both, in my opinion, need to start averaging around 25, 30 points a game if they want any chance in this, in this series. But yet again, going to the Boston Celtics, Tatum and Brown are on another level this year. I mean, Tatum, he's getting closer and closer to that 30-point-per-game mark. And Brown, he's having the best season of his career. And what I love about the Celtics is that Kemba Walker, a ball-dominant veteran, comes into the picture, and he just lets them go to work. It wasn't like Kyrie, where Kyrie came in and said, this is my team. Kemba said, you know what, you guys have done this before. You guys do your thing, I'll do mine. I love that about the Celtics. They're their chemistry is just so... And, cool. and it's turned out so much better it, it for them, has, obviously. Like, let's look, chem- look at it. Their chemistry clicked perfect. And then going over to the Western Conference, I mean, Jamal Murray, he's 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 a stud. He's a superstar. He's stud. a superstar. Yep. And it was sad to see Donovan Mitchell go, especially with him being the playoff leader for points. But they just didn't, they mu- they just didn't have it in them. Yeah, to- led the playoffs in field goals, three-point field goals, made. Oh, yeah. Um, really, he's everywhere. Field goal attempts, uh, points... I mean, he's just, he really points per game. He, he's all over the place, and he really, yeah. it's, hard to, it's hard to believe that he's out when you put up such a good uh, run like he did that and he's gone. And then there's play, young players like Luka Doncic who just, and his stat, uh, his sad stat that he led was turnovers. And oh, when, yeah. when you're a young guy and lead the league in turnovers and your team just didn't have it together, it's yeah. just, it's tough, it's tough to win. But obviously, like I said, the young Celtics team, they've got a chance. Well, they did. They did say they were going to offer a max deal, and Mitchell definitely earned that this offseason. Oh, absolutely. And lastly, with the NBA playoff talk, let's go to what Richard Jefferson tweeted this oh, morning, boy. stating that Giannis Antetokounmpo, like you said, you brought up earlier, is like Scottie Pippen, basically saying that he needs another star to win a finals, like Pippen was to Jordan. How can you say something I, like that when he's going to win back-to-back MVPs? You, yeah, I just don't think you can. I think I think he he should be somebody else's. He should be the Jordan of somebody else's pick. I, you know, I, I think he's agree. got it wrong. I think he's he's such a good player, and maybe he doesn't have uh, the the most known name guys. Like there's, if I'm not a big follower of the NBA, but if you look, I don't even some guys I don't even know their names. But he's winning with this team, and he's leading them. To victories like and, and I don't think he's he doesn't need somebody he doesn't need to go join a, a LeBron he doesn't need to go join uh, a, a James Harden he doesn't need to go join somebody who's always at an MVP status I, I think he's fine the way he is get a couple guys and just and then make a run again he does not he does not need uh, a Jordan I he agree. is a Jordan I agree he is he is a Jordan and if he does join another team he will continue to be that Jordan and still drop the same numbers I mean he does have Chris Middleton but I don't think Chris Middleton is to that expectation of giving what Scottie Pippen gives and I think that's going to close out our uh, NBA playoff talk and next let's go on to MLB baseball Uh, my forte so um, you know we've got we're going to start with Fernando Tatis the hottest player in baseball right now at the moment 
He's got uh, 34 RBIs, leads the league in that. Um, he's obviously up there in batting average. He's tied for home runs with Nelson Cruz and Mike Trout at 13. Um, he is just an overall stud. He, he's running a, a young player, running a team. Obviously, the Padres went out and got a lot of, a lot of good players. In the, oh, they definitely won the oh trade. Oh they they definitely won the trade. Grabbing Mike Clevenger at the, there, and he... He's got a chance. I mean, he's leading the league in runs scored. And when you score runs, you win games. It's, it's just how it works. Exactly. Um, and he is just uh, really outdoing himself as a, as a player, as a young player. He, he's going to be around for a long time. They're going to have to sign him for a big deal. Yeah, and him coming together with Manny Machado, and they traded for the uh, Red Sox for space and Mitch Moreland, and like you said, Clevenger from yeah. he was from the Indians, correct? Yep, yep, yeah, Cleveland. Um, I mean, they're just helping the case. And right now... In the, uh, um, excuse me, in the standings, they're definitely they're definitely showing that they can come together. I mean, right now they are, they are twenty three and fifteen, second in the NL West behind the LA Dodgers, who have a great season every year with, especially with the addition of Mookie Betts, coming together with Cody Bellinger. But I mean, they've got a they've got a perfect case to win, a wild card spot or easily come back and win. The division. Well, absolutely. Well, now they uh, with second place. Every second place team earns a wild card. Yes, that's earns right. a spot right. in the playoffs. So, right now they're looking great. Of course, <coughs> behind uh, a really solid Dodgers team, and I feel like I say that every year, but um, they're always solid. They always put together a team, and uh, maybe a little more of a surprising team, the Chicago Cubs up there, uh, and of course the Yankees. They've kind of uh, they've kind of evened out lately, which. Is, is a little odd for Garrett Cole and the boys uh, over there. It's you, you don't really see that, and of course, the athletics running it. But um, I do want to talk about some dif- disappointing teams, and uh, it's hard it's hard to talk about it. But uh, as a Cincinnati Reds fan, they have certainly disappointed many many baseball uh, yes, fans and fantasy owners, and they just can't put together a, a solid game at this point. Watching a lot of games, and there there are other teams that are kind of. That are falling, like uh, the Nationals, who are in last place in the NL East. Uh, that's tough. You as uh, as the um, championship, as the World Series champions, the reigning World Series champions, they can't put together a good season. The Mets were supposed to be uh, a pretty good team that competes and correct, and they're fourth, I, and they're I, fourth I, in their division. Exactly, and um, Angels, the Angels, with uh, the addition of Anthony Rendon. Uh, they can't put together a win, and uh, something you would you can compare to is the uh, Boston Red Sox. Oh yeah, and personally, I'm not trying to blame it on anything, but I think the players are having a tough time adjust to the season. That I mean, compared to usually tough. playing 162 games, going all the way down to added 60, pressure, added pressure. That's a big, big jump. Usually, I mean, you play 162, you win some, you lose some, and you get past it. But now with only 60 games. And a lot of teams have played just approximately around 40 games with only 20 games left. I could definitely see the pressure kicking in. But back to what you said about the Red Sox. Yes, as a big Red Sox fan, it's tough to see us at the bottom of our division, 12-25. and 25. But with loss of Eduardo Rodriguez to COVID conditions and Chris Sale, Tommy John surgery, and the trades of Porcello, and not really a big farm team, it's, it's tough. I mean, I definitely – you can sense in a lot of teams that the players don't want to be there. And when yeah, I watch yeah. some, some of the games, I can definitely see that. Personally, in some of the Red Sox players, I see it in teams like L.A. I mean, the Angels – They've got an MVP every year in Mike Trout, and just every year they don't, they don't do what they, in quote, should do. But especially with the addition of Rendon, you definitely thought that would help, but it just, I feel like teams are kind of, a lot of the teams are taking a year off in a way, and 
and you, and you hate to see that, really. You, do. you really do. Um, I mean, and the Yankees, they started off so hot, and they've really, really cooled down. Uh, they've, uh, they're four and six in their last ten games. Uh, they, of course, they're winning a lot of games at home, but even without a crowd, um, they, they, they're still winning games, of course. And then the Orioles, they, they, they were hot at the beginning. They, they had a chance for a playoff spot, but they kind of cooled off. The Blue Jays coming in hot there. Um, who else we got? The Miami Marlins, who are kind of surprising some they're teams hot. out there. Yes. They, they're, they're out there. and um, They're making a steady comeback for the NL East. They're only, only, four games, only four games back of the Braves. And, um, I mean, it's desperate times call for desperate measures. And this is nobody's used to what's going on in today's world. So, I mean, with people opting out and people saying they don't want to play, which is perfectly understandable with the worldwide pandemic, it's just it's a hard year for sports. And that's definitely why they'll get an asterisk next to whoever wins the championship. Which, which is hard. It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to agree with. I mean, the players are obviously under a little added pressure with 60 games. There's usually 162 in baseball. They've got 60 games to prove to themselves. I mean, young guys. I mean, some young guys, they're, they're getting games here. When this, they thought, coming in this year, 162 games, they get a chance to get called up, maybe a few games here and there. But they're coming down to, to at-bats. And, and teams with young guys like the Cincinnati Reds, for example, they're, they're, they're trying to bring in some, some new guys into the, into the league. And, and uh, they're, they, just, they don't really know what lineup they want to go with. And there are a lot of teams that are kind of under that. And, of course, the Padres – with young guys coming in, I mean, I thought the Giants would be, they, they were hard, started off hot, and then there are a lot of teams that started off hot and cooled off, and in a 60-game season, uh, that's that's going to cost you. Well, a lot of people think the Giants are throwing games this year. I did see that. I don't know how much, I, I didn't get into it, but. It's tough to tell. I mean, no. you can't you can't just say that because they're blowing leads. I mean, it happens in sports. It I mean, it happens yeah, all the absolutely. time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Ending off the baseball, what are your playoff predictions as far as AL and NL? Who do you see going to the conference championships? Uh, who do you think? Uh, well, you- let's let's talk about the most exciting team in baseball, the Oakland Athletics. I mean, you you what do you expect out of them? I didn't expect uh, much out of them. They're they're just winning baseball games, thirteen and four at home. They're they're just outplaying their opponents, and I guess that's that's pretty uh, cliche, but they they are really exciting to watch. They're they were started off really hot. They've continued to be hot. Obviously, they've got problems with COVID right now, so they've had all of their games this week postponed. But if they can stay on the, on the way they are, they're going to be a tough beat for anybody. And, of course, of course yeah. we can't rule out the Yankees no matter how. Nope. But they don't, they don't have a staff at the moment. Obviously, everybody's hurt. Stanton, Judge, Torres, yeah. all done <clears throat> right now. Um, Tampa Bay Rays. I want to talk Tampa about them Bay for sure. They have a great fan base. And oh my goodness. Personally, I think that's what powers that team. They're twenty six and twelve right now, eight and two in their last ten. I mean, it's it's crazy. You oh my, if I you know, told they, me that a year ago, I wouldn't, no I wouldn't have agreed. No way. And, they're, and they're, even with the injury of Charlie Morton, he's been out. And you know, Charlie Morton, he's usually like the one or two, I believe. And he was yeah. out for the last two weeks. Just came in last night, pitched two innings against the Yankees, but. Um, yeah, they they are exciting to watch, and if we hop over to the National League, of course the Braves are winning the NL East by quite a bit. Uh, the Phillies, once again, the Phillies they're just uh, back to average. They've got such good talent. Hopefully they can figure that out, uh, and of course the surprising team in the NL Central, Chicago Cubs. But I don't think it's over. I don't think any of these this is over. I think the Marlins have a chance. They're there in third place. Of course they're uh, two and nine at home, which doesn't help. They have five and five over their last ten. But teams like um, no bias here, 
But the Cincinnati Reds, they're not done. You can't rule them out best rotation in baseball. You can't rule out the New York Mets. They've got a great rotation as well. You can't rule out the Miami Marlins as much as you want to. They just picked up Starling Marte. I could go on and on. The, the, the Rockies, the Colorado Rockies, they're not done either. They've, oh, they've yeah. cooled off. The Rockies off. are only nine and a half games back. And like you said, if you only got to get the top two, they're only four and a half games exactly. behind San Diego. And one team, no disrespect, they have a great ball club every year. But the L.A. Dodgers have not proven to me that they are a World Series caliber team. Yes, in 2018, they played the Red Sox and lost. But every year, it's, well, um, the amount of games permitting, it's a 90, 100 games win season for them. And, yeah, they, they do great. They make the first two, one or two seed in the playoffs, and everybody thinks they're the team. Yeah. But like this, they're 28 and 10. Yeah, it's a great record. But well, can they, they be, come through in the postseason? For sure. They would easily be on the road for a 100-win season at 28 and 10 through their uh, first 38 games, of course. But, of course. Um, and, of course, not, not, to, not to downgrade the division they're in, but um, for the past few years, the, the Padres finished last last year in the division. They haven't been very good. The Diamondbacks, they've been an average team, even less below average team. The Giants, they haven't proved much since their uh, three, three championship wins in five years. Uh, so they've kind of... They've had a nice, simple road uh, coming in here, and, and that's sometimes when it gets to when you play tough teams, uh, when it comes into playoff time, they um, they seem to just, they can't come up and, and win the big ones. So. It's all going to come down to the October baseball, who can pitch the best and who can stay yep. on their hitting. It's going to be a longer October this year with more teams, and you'll, you'll see some teams, surprising teams make a run. That's yeah, my guess. That's my guess. All righty. And uh, not last second to last we're going to move on to uh football predictions this year do you think um the chiefs with 20 out of 22 returning starters have the best odds to win the super bowl again well i mean you'd certainly uh be a, a crazy betting man if you didn't bet for him i mean come on there the like you said 20 out of 22 guys returning that's insane with a team like that, and with a quarterback with such talent, it's they're going to be the toughest team to beat in football. Like, I mean, if they lost more players than they did, they've obviously had some players opt out, but uh, they're they're going to be the, they're the team to beat. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, what should we talk about here? Cam Newton coming to the Patriots. Do you think? Do you believe the hype? Do you think they can go back to the team they used to be, or do you think they're going to be a mediocre team and maybe not even win the AFC East with the Buffalo Bills coming in with a hot young team? I've never bought into Cam Newton's hype. Nothing against him. Uh, I just think sometimes that he uh, li- likes to dance more than play football. But uh, And, of course, with uh, Belichick saying that he's the hardest-working uh, guy, uh, there was a nice stat I saw on CBS Sports of – how many guys he said uh, that they're, he's the hardest worker on the team uh, throughout the past years. Actually, I'll pull up that stat in a minute, but um, he it's kind of a common sentence that comes out of Belichick's oh, mouth. And, I don't, and I'm not saying that he's not the hardest worker, but he, could, he certainly, most certainly could be the hardest worker, and good for him. He deserves it. He, he deserves a chance. He's going to work hard for it. But um, they, they, they lost a lot of guys. You can't rule them out, though. They've got Belichick, the greatest coach in history, in my opinion. You don't win that many Super Bowls uh, without being having a great coach. He's got it. He's got the talent, some of the talent. He's lost some talent, but they're they're most certainly not out of it by any means. Uh, Cam Newton, uh, he's got an MVP. He's been to a Super Bowl. He he's and he's he not out of it. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, that's for so, sure. So so what are you? What's your stance on that? I 
I don't personally. I mean, I've been watching Cam Newton since he came into the league, and personally, I don't see the negatives. I mean, yeah, he's been injured exactly. for the past two years, and that's. But you can't down a player because he's been injured. I mean, you can look at many athletes that have come back from serious injuries that have came back even better. But coming to that Patriots team, which was cut short last year, I mean, with a lot of guys opting out, they might not be able to do it. But I think if you get that whole team back together with that like top three defense you see, I could definitely see them still winning the division. This year I think it is going to be tough with – Buffalo coming hot with another top. I consider them another top three defense with Trey White, uh, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, and a great front seven. But, yeah, I can't I can't personally count out the Patriots. I think it's going to be a tough battle between them, and I think personally the second team will make the wild card. Yep. And, uh, of, course I'm, <coughs> of course, I can't find that, that golden photo that I saw of uh, how many people Bill Belichick has said is the hardest worker on the team. Of course. It yeah. is a common thing that comes out of his mouth, but anyway. Um, let's, let's go on down to the NFC South oh boy. with Tampa Bay Brady coming oh into Tampa God. Bay. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's tough for me. But what I, I do respect Bruce Arians coming out and saying that, he, he, that Leonard Fournette, he, did, he does not have a starting spot. Um, I believe, quote, quote um, head coach Bruce Arians, he says, it's Ronald Jones' job. Nothing has changed for him. So, obviously, um, and to continue on that quote, he says, he's got to screw it up and lose it, before, and I don't see it happening. So, I mean, he's Fournette's going to have some uh, a tough time on his hands, so he's not going to walk in and get a job for sure. But I, he's Leonard Fournette. He's going he's gonna to play. Like, you're going to get some time. But um, I like that. I, I like... Um, I like Bruce being honest and not and not giving uh, the veteran uh, a more of a chance than the guy that he started with. Agreed. And personally, I've already kicked out LaShawn McCoy for the top two. Oh, yeah. Personally, yeah. I mean, LaShawn McCoy's been a great veteran running back, but I don't see him keeping up with the younger guys. And personally, with Leonard Fournette, he's coming off the best season of his career. I mean, he had over he had 1,100 rushing yards, around 75 catches for 500 receiving yards, 1,600 scrimmage yards. I mean, that's... That's a great stat to have. He's having the best season, had the best season of his career, although shunned by a really bad Jacksonville team. I think he can come in there and easily be the two guy, and even better, I think he could easily slip into the one, but I like that Bruce Arians isn't just seeing the name and saying, oh, you're the starter. I like that he's having an open competition, and I don't know. They've picked up a lot of free agents in this offseason, and I think they're going to be a great team, but I don't see them winning the division. I think the Saints. The Saints. I think the Saints still have a lot to prove after – just every postseason being either screwed out of a penalty or just not showing up big time. I don't see – I could easily see Tampa – I mean, they could prove me wrong, but I think this is the Saints' division to win. Well, I mean, let, let's be honest. The Saints, they, they always come in with a good team. Uh, the Falcons picking up um, Todd Gurley and Matt Ryan, who is just continues to be a, a pretty good quarterback and kind of underrated in some stance um, – and a Panthers team with a with a young Teddy Two Gloves, uh, and coming off of a very good uh, time with uh, in in Louisiana uh, with the Saints, and they he came in what what five and zero I believe it was five or six and zero yeah he was a great backup that. that's another thing I want to talk about I'm a very big Teddy Bridgewater fan I wouldn't have minded if the Saints kept him in. Instead of Drew Brees, gave Drew Brees a little rest. But I think he's going to come into Carolina and show that it's his team. 
I think he's going to do great things. I love that they have a great receiver in DJ Moore. They just signed Robbie Anderson. I believe they still have uh, um, Samuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and a great running back in McCaffrey who's going to give you minimum 1,500 scrimmage yards, probably closer to 2,000 or even more. He's an all-pro. All I That division personally That's could be division. up for three teams. Absolutely. I mean, and even if we go back to the NFC North, uh, Matthew Stafford and the Lions, they're, they're always Matthew Stafford. I, I really feel bad for the guy. Uh, such, a good, such good talent out there. has kind of just been uh, outplayed by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and, and, the, and basically the, and the Bears along. He just, they've kind of been struggling uh, as a team to put something together. Matt Patricia, great coach, uh, of course, from our hometown, uh, Vernon Brothers Show, New York. Um, and all these, looking at all these divisions, the Seahawks, 49ers, and Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to compete this year with uh, DeAndre Hopkins and, and even the Rams. So if we look at the NFC, there really isn't a team that I can't that I can say isn't going to compete. I mean, I mean the Bears are are going to struggle. They've got quarterback issues. Um, the the Lions, they always seem to struggle. They've got young talent, but I just don't think they have have the options. But um, Buccaneers uh, and the Saints in the NFC South, even the Panthers and Falcons. I mean, everybody's got a chance in the NFC in in the NFC, in my opinion. Uh, of course, we're forgetting about the Washington football team, but uh, <laughs> but but they got a chance. I mean, even of course the Cowboys are the front runners, and and but don't rule out Daniel Jones. As much as I hate to say it, I'm not a big Daniel Jones fan or a Giants fan for that matter. But um, don't rule him out. Got big, got in the weight room. Look at his legs. He's got Saquon's legs now. Uh, he he's gonna surprise some people, and we'll get into Daniel Jones, or I'll get into Daniel Jones when we get to the fantasy sports talk. Um, but I think in the NFC, anybody's got a chance. Washington can compete. You can't rule them out just yet. I don't know what they're doing, but yeah, it's, it's, it's busy over there in the NFC. What I like about sports this year is you can't count anybody. No, anybody has a chance to win anything. It's, I love it. And Miami Marlins, think about that for, for, for just the worst team in baseball to come Uh, back and and, and, and make a run for themselves. They're they're in a playoff spot, you know, it's crazy. And to kind of wrap up football, I want to talk lastly about the three AFC rookie quarterbacks in Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa, and Justin Herbert. Who do you think personally is going to have, one, the biggest impact, and two, the better year? Let's be honest. Joe Burrow. That's all I'm going to say. Is Joe Burrow such a good young quarterback. He has a lot of talent. Uh, you, you can't you, – there's – You'd be stupid to bet against him. I mean, let's be honest. He's he's, he's going to run the league someday. Yeah. I think he he's just from what I saw in college. Uh, he he's just gonna be a stud from from the. Of course, we'll we'll see. And but you can't rule out Tua. Such a good, a little injury prone, but had such a good college career. Um, he's up there too. Hopefully, he can stay healthy and and he'll put up a fight for, for sure. that spot too. I'm yeah for sure and honestly at this point I really think it's a competition between Burrow and Tua because Tyrod was actually just named starter, oh, in really? um, in Los Angeles yeah so right I mean Herbert great quarterback hopefully he can try to fight and win that spot but going back to the Tua Joe talk, I mean like you said Joe Burrow's a one of a kind he had some of the best college statistics ever and people Number could say he was pick. surrounded by the best team in college football mm-hmm. well yes but you still got to come in and. You still got to come do your job, and he did that. And going to Tua, as a Dolphins fan, 
yeah, I do think Joe Burrow will have a better season and a bigger impact, especially with there still being a quarterback competition in Miami between him and Fitzpatrick. And for Tua, it's all about staying healthy and staying focused. If he can stay healthy and focused, I do think he can be a solid quarterback for years to come. But right now, I really think he should just kind of let things flow. I mean, like I said, it's a weird year. Maybe this year just – I mean, he's a young guy. He's a great, he's a great quarterback out of Alabama. Anybody come on, Alabama, exactly. you're great. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's he's shown his tape. Joe's shown his. And it's a, it's a run for the money for – for who's going to be the better quarterback? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Dolphins have have many choices. They can uh, they can go out and uh, choose Fitzpatrick with a short leash. And uh, I, honestly, if I had to guess right now, that that would be my guess is that they go they give it to Fitzpatrick, give him a short leash. Uh, things don't go well, bring out Tua. But I think Tua, um, I think he he does. Other than not. Unlike Burrow, Burrow doesn't really have much competition over there in Cincinnati. I think he was the guy. They drafted him number one overall. He's going to start. You're not going to start the number one overall pick. You're not going to not start him. That'd be a little exactly. ridiculous. But Tua, um, obviously they want him here for a long time. And, and I think that they've got, a, they've, got, they've got a situation. I mean, you can't rule off Fitzpatrick. Uh, veteran, veteran quarterback does the job. Smart guy, of course. Um, where would he go? Where to Harvard? Harvard. Was Harvard. Harvard. Right? He's a smart guy. Smart yeah. man. So uh, yeah, Fitzmagic. He's still out there. So that that would be my prediction is that they give it to uh, Fitzmagic to start and uh, uh, let Tua learn a little bit. Uh, uh, and I think that's when, the best option. Yeah, yeah. And then give it to him eventually. And with that being said, I think more predictions can be said as training camp starts to end. And I mean, season's a week away. I think after week one, we'll definitely see who's got a better shot at. Just winning each division yeah. and going to their... Yeah. Brian Flores is going to have a tough decision to make. I mean, I'm sure, of course, the fans want to see uh, want to see Tua. Exactly. They don't want to watch Fitzpatrick play again, but exactly. you, you want to win games, and you want to make sure you know who, who you put out there is the best. So, uh, yeah, well, I'd like to see it. Uh, a quick question. Where's Josh Rosen? He actually... Um, I don't know where he is right now. Um, news, I just said the Miami Dolphins are shopping him. I think Are they? I, yes. Yeah. I I mean I don't see him staying there. I I know he's gotten a lot of hate, especially being a top uh tenth pick. He's going into his third year now and not really getting a shot. I wouldn't count on Josh Rosen if he went to a team that really needed a quarterback. I mean, he he's a great talent. He was shunned in Arizona with no really targets besides an older Larry Fitzgerald with a crappy line, didn't get a lot of really didn't get a lot of time to throw the ball and really prove his time. Then he comes into Miami. With Ryan Fitzpatrick, I mean, he had to fight there. So, I give all the credit to Josh Rosen. I think he's a decent quarterback. I hope he can go do something else. But I just don't think Miami's for him, especially with no. distracts and Tua. But if he could go to a crappier team and maybe do well, I, I give him all the props. He's definitely a backup quarterback at, at, at this time. I mean, he's just that's the only thing he's proven to, to be a backup. Obviously, I, I remember he... Uh, I don't know if it was him, but but one of was it him that was upset that he got drafted? But uh, the people were drafted in front of him. I think it was him. Prove like, Shane, tell me I'm wrong, but um, I believe it was him who was like, 
he was a little upset that that he was taken. Uh, oh yeah, he was, taken very, first. he was very cocky. Yeah, about yeah, it, yeah, which, yeah. which and, made and me think he'd be a great quarterback, but yeah, but it, he hasn't proven that. Yeah, he's got to prove. So it. we'll we'll see where he does. Also, uh, fun fact about Josh Rosen: he uh, his name is Joshua Bollinger Lippincott Rosen, which is a little interesting. Interesting, interesting. A middle name, two middle names. Uh, I just saw that, so that's uh, it's a little interesting. But anyway, and I'm excited to see the Chiefs kick off next Thursday and oh, start yeah. the season against the Sean Watson and the boys. Correct? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, and lastly. I say we do a quick segment on fantasy football. Love or hate? Who do you like this year? Who do you not like this year? Fantasy. Well, uh, I, I do quite a bit of uh, Yahoo Fantasy Football. Of course, ESPN doesn't really matter. But um, I don't know. I, I like, of course, you're going to get your, your Christian McCaffrey. They're going to go first. But if you don't have the first pick in the draft, I mean, you're tough. Let's just say you got the last pick. And you need a running back. T- look at Austin Eckler. I mean, even Austin Eckler, he had Great such a good last back. year. He had such a good year last year. And he doesn't. He's not in. He's not in the top area. And I don't. I don't think. I think people that are sleeping on him. I think he's got a chance to really prove that he is uh, a really. A great offensive uh, player and can run the run the Chargers um, to a. Possible playoff appearance if they could put put it all oh, for sure and expect a big season out of rookie Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Oh yeah, and KC with no Damian Williams and no really other guy to take that spot. I think he's going to get a lot of carries and personally receptions, especially if you're in a PPR league. You like to have a receiving back, and um, especially talking about who I love and hate. I really really like um, I love DJ Moore this year. He's a really solid receiver, picking up a better quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's got what it takes. Um, who else? Who else? I think you got to take a good quarterback. Um, I really like Russell Wilson. I like Russell Wilson. I like Deshaun. And I'll even give it to some Bills fans. I like Josh Allen. He can run the ball. You know he's got a cannon of an arm. Absolutely. And he can give you minimum 40, 50 rushing yards a game along with 250 in the air. So he's great. And then talking running backs, obviously you have your Christian McCaffrey, your Zeeks, and um, your uh, Saquons. But don't count out Le'Veon Bell yet. I'm sorry, but... I think he's gotten way too much hate. That's way. That's very, very bold of you. He went to a very crappy Jets team, and I understand he had a bad year last year, but I don't. I don't think he's done yet. I think he's got what it takes, and I think he's going to have a solid year this year. And going down to Jacksonville with the loss of uh, Leonard Fournette, with the loss of Leonard Fournette, I really like. Well, it's either going to be Chris Thompson or Armstead. But I would draft one of those guys in a later round for a nice little receiving back. Chris Thompson had a decent somewhat year last year for a PPR league, and I think he can have a better year in Jacksonville being the one or two guy. And in my opinion, uh, when I come when it comes down to quarterbacks, of course, Jackson and uh, Mahomes are, are coming off the board. And if you're not one of those people that, that take them with, with your second-round second, second round pick, usually that's when they're mostly going, uh, you, you can sit on, like I said earlier in, in the show, I said Daniel Jones. I mean, look, at, you can sit, you can, you can draft your team, Get a solid wide receiver and running back core. Maybe get a nice tight end. And then pick up a guy like Daniel Jones and maybe even a backup such as like Kirk Cousins. I mean, Kirk Cousins isn't going to light up the fantasy world, but he'll get you points. Same thing with Daniel Jones. I think he's going to get points. Maybe he'll be less under pressure this year. And obviously he was very, very good under pressure. So I'm sure he's going to be even better when he's not under pressure. Um, 
And of course, I, I don't know about Jameis Winston. I've totally honestly forgot about Jameis. And, well, and he's his backed spot up to Drew Brees now. I know. Well, I mean, they're going to have to mix him in. He's too good to be on the bench, right? He's had such a good season last year. And I know, of course, the interceptions were a problem. But uh, I don't think an eye surgery is going to fix that problem. I think he just is sometimes careless with the, with the football. But he's still an outstanding fantasy quarterback. And it's, oh, kind, of sure. a, it's kind of sad that he's not starting anywhere. And um, obviously, people are loving Kyler Murray. Uh, you can't, can't nothing, nothing bad to say about of course, him. So. Especially with the addition of uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He's definitely going to have some targets to throw to. Absolutely. And for the people out there that do like to draft a backup quarterback, I know some people don't like to. They like to have a lot of backup running backs and receivers and maybe pick up, just pick up a quarterback for a bye week. But, and I know this won't make you too happy, Aaron Rodgers has been going late in every draft I've seen. And honestly, I'm blown away by it. I don't understand it. He, I know he didn't have the best fantasy year last year, but he is on a team that went to the NFC Championship. He's How can Rogers. he not be a starting fantasy back? You, you I mean, a fantasy quarterback. Exactly. You can't, you can't sleep on Aaron Rodgers. He's Aaron Rodgers. It's all that has to be said. Exactly. Uh, he's going to get points. He's going to make plays. But I guess with the older he gets and the less agile and the more injury-prone, maybe, maybe – uh, Fantasy analysts are, are seeing a decline. And it might, you might even see a decline with, with love coming into town and, and some uh, mishap there with, with what's going on. I, I don't know if, if, he's, if he's got his heart in Green I'm sure his heart is in Green Bay, but I don't know if it's as big as it was with, 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 uh, with, with them the, bringing in a quarterback for some competition with, to one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I mean, let's be honest. Exactly. Even with one Super Bowl to show for it, and that, that's me. That's me. As a Vikings fan talking, I mean, I think it's a little ridiculous that he hasn't been uh, more successful. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, that's... Of course. It, it's, but, yeah, he's right. Take, take Rodgers if, if you can get him. Yeah, and I've said multiple times, this is a weird year. People are going to do things that you'd never expect to do, and people that are expected to do things might not play out as well. But you're just going to have to wait and see. I mean, week one's definitely going to be a deciding factor, and... I'm very excited to see the NFL and see what players come up big and what players don't prove what they're supposed to be. And I think it's going to be a really interesting season this year. Absolutely. And, um, of course, ne- in the next couple of weeks, when we get some more of these out to you, uh, we'll, we'll keep going and, and give you some more fantasy news as, as games come along here. The first game's uh, Thursday, the 10th. Uh, so once it starts to get going, we can uh, start to analyze a little bit more. But now with just some, pre- with some pre-rankings, it's kind of tough. But Of course. Um, yeah, we will... Um, this was good. I thought this we we really kind of nailed it in my opinion. Uh, we'll we'll do some. We'll try to keep on the same pace. Uh, do mix it up a little bit. Get everything going. Uh, but I thought this was successful, and we we uh, talked about just just enough everything. Yeah, and like you just said, with the seasons coming up and some seasons ending, the NFL starting, we'll definitely make sure to switch it up and just come back at you with more news and information. And I think that about wraps it up. Absolutely, and uh, of course, one more thing. We, we want to hear feedback. We want to know uh, if people are watching and what they want to yes. hear. So, yeah, give us things to talk we're about. Focused we'll talk on, about we're it. focused on you guys. Whatever Absolutely. you guys want to hear, we will talk about. Absolutely. And, and I know. Go ahead, go yeah, ahead. It's, it's been quite a while. This has been a, a. If you're stayed with us this long, this has been over 30 minutes. So, um, we really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we do appreciate you hanging with us. Of course, if you feel the need to skip through and uh, uh, go through and find your, your own topic if you're not an NFL fan but you like watching the MLB and of course the other circumstances uh, 
you can you can skip ahead and, and we appreciate uh, you sticking around and listening to us. But we're on the come up, fellas. We are on, we're we're coming in, ladies and gentlemen. I should two say two young guys just trying to talk absolutely, sports. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, this is uh, this is only the beginning. And like the title says, no politics, just sports. We don't like the fact that athletes are trying to be politicians, no. and I understand they're upset, and that's completely understandable. But personally, this might. This might piss people off, but you need to stay on your platform, in my opinion. Like, keep doing your thing and play sports, and then when you're not playing sports, then talk politics. This, this is a tough time for our country, and I know that sports sports players and uh, athletes like to uh, voice their opinions. And, and guess what? We we uh, we we appreciate that, and we're we're gonna as long as we're doing this podcast, we're keeping it out of it. We we are not talking about that. Uh, it's maybe just. To, uh, what people want to hear, hopefully. So we we got to find an audience that that we that appreciates what we do, and it's not going to be politics. So that's, exactly, that's about it. Said perfectly said. Absolutely. So we'll see you guys All next right. time right. and let, give us feedback. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. Have a good one.